So um, we're going to do further in the uh, Rebbe's letters uh, in the volume four. And um, presently, let's see where we're up to over here. Uh, we're up to the letter number Tufshin Peihei. That would be uh, 785. And um, here the Rebbe is um, responding. He addresses him, uh, uh, this individual. He says, Shalom of Racha, peace and blessing. The Rebbe says, I, in response to the letters that you sent uh, on Friday, um, and he quotes the uh, portion, L'Seder U'L'Sitcha Elyon, which is the fifth day of the ten days of repentance. So this is a letter that the person sent the Rebbe from the Parsha, which says, quotes to L'Sitcha Elyon, to give you above, I believe it's the Parshas Kisovoi, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it's the Parshas Kisovoi. No, it must be later. Uh, no, it must be Vayelach. I forget exactly which Parsha it is. Um, but that was on the 10th day. And also, that what you wrote on Thursday after Yontav. And the Rebbe says, uh, the Rebbe always... Uh, apologized if he couldn't answer immediately. Can you imagine the Rebbe got letters from all over? But if the Rebbe couldn't answer immediately, the Rebbe apologizes, and the Rebbe says that because of the preoccupation, the the the, the uh, month of Tishrei, which has so much uh, things in it, I did not have the time to respond to them till this point. And now, too, the Rebbe says, the time is still short. Uh, this letter is dated the fifth day of Cheshven in the Tavshin Yud Aleph. Now, also, time is short, and that's why the Rebbe says, I'm going to write briefly. The Pidyonis, uh these are the... Um, I told you, the Pidyon is when you send a note to the Rebbe to pray for you. It's called the Pan, or Pidyon Nefesh. So these Pidyonis that you sent together with the names of the students, I read it on the, at the oil, I read it on the uh, gravesite of my uh, my father-in-law, the Rebbe, Harina Kaporas Mishkovoy, on the eve of Rosh Hashanah. And also in his room. And now you see this Rebbe's double uh, thing, we read it before too, that he would read the notes that they came to him in both places. He would read it at the cemetery, at the gravesite, and he would also read it in the room in which the Rebbe would have uh, accept people for private meetings. Was yeah, in 770. Room? Was that the same room that the Rebbe used, or that, that, that we went up to? Or oh, right. No, it's a good question. No, that's not the same room that the Rebbe used. The Rebbe actually used that as the Rebbe's office while he was working for his father-in-law. And then the Rebbe just stayed in his office, and that oh, became okay. the room. The previous Rebbe's rooms were upstairs, and there was an elevator over there. That's where you can go up over there to the higher floors. But the Rebbe used to take the people and Yechidis over there upstairs on the on the upper floor. And the Rebbe's office was downstairs. Um, so, and uh, the Rebbe says, again, he says, when you go into the Rebbe's room, 
Um, that is the place where you go in for private meetings, and that's the place where you put these special notes that you have to the Rebbe. Uh, that is during the days of Rosh Hashanah. Um, now, the Rebbe, that's his father-in-law. Now, the Rebbe says, uh, for sure, so the Rebbe says, I've done my part, which means I gave it in, I prayed on Rosh Hashanah, so the way the Rebbe presents it, breaks it up into two parts. On the eve of Rosh Hashanah, I read it at the cemetery. And on Rosh Hashanah itself, I went into the room where you put it, and I read it over there. So on Rosh Hashanah, the Rebbe read it in the Rebbe's room, and before Rosh Hashanah, he read it at the, at the gravesite. And the Rebbe says, for sure, the tzaddik of our generation, the righteous person of the generation, the leader of our generation, which is my father-in-law, the Rebbe, Harene Kaparis Mishkovay, gives his blessings. And Hashem, may Hashem fulfill them fully, both physically and spiritually. Also, uh, I mentioned on the Tzion, uh, the three uh, people, the three Balabatim, those are the lay people from the city of Midlas. I'm not sure what the city, which city is in Midlas? It's spelled there, Mem Yudalad Lamet Sof. I'm not sure exactly what he's talking about. That It's Midlas. I'm not sure exactly. The one that you mentioned in your letter specifically. And I am also attaching uh, the letters to them as you suggested. And I'm sure you will let me know what happens about that. So these were three, I guess, individuals that he asked specifically for the Rebbe to, to address or give them some attention for whatever he was asking there. Then the Rebbe writes him like this. This that you write about, that you are very financially pressed. Uh, so the Rebbe says there were many side causes, but... My hope is, in any event, that the situation will keep on getting better and be more organized. And the Rebbe says, for sure, I'm sure that you received all the pamphlets that have been sending, also the pamphlet from Shemini Atzeres, together with them, together with the letters that are attached together with them, that you've received them all. The Rebbe says, I'd be interested... Uh, to know if you had an opportune time to publicize the contents of the talks, at least that much, maybe the mimers may be too difficult, but at least the talks over there, which is the easier, that are in this contrasim to the widest audience in the city and in several cities that you had the opportunity to, to publicize these talks. And the Rebbe says further, I, I thank you, Chuas Chain, for sending me the book that Harav the Midlas, again, I'm not sure who the Midlas, that the Rabbi of Midlas uh, gave, gave you. And be kind enough, the Rebbe says, to remind him from time to time about other books. I guess other Sforim. Uh, also, if there are other authors or some that come from uh, children, they descended from authors 
of the holy books. So it would be fitting that you should try to uh, point out to them to send their svarim as a gift to our library. So the Rebbe was soliciting to people to send books to his library. Sometimes, you know, the children or grandchildren, they had really no interest anymore in some of the books that their parents, grandparents had or back in Europe and they may have access. The Rebbe is asking to go ahead and encourage them to send it to the library, to the Rebbe's library. Um, and it's self-understood as in return, if they wish, this is only if they want, we can send them some of our books that we print. So this will be like a swap. We'll give them something in return. We'll send them, if they send them, we'll send them. Uh, and the Rebbe says, please, you, I'm sure you'll let me know what is the category, what type of books is most fitting for each one of these people to send to uh, individually. So if you let me know, then we can send them a book that might interest them, that is going to be of interest to them. Uh, the Rebbe also says that this is very good. Uh, uh, the Rebbe says, very, very good, the Rebbe says, that you utilize all possibilities to explain concept of the Hasidic teachings in every possible place. And I, waiting for additional news, notification, let me know about this. Rebbe is very happy with that. And I think we've already said that when a person feels responsible that he has to report, then it's an encouragement for them to do even more because then they got to report what they're doing. Mm-hmm. The Rebbe says, it's without a doubt that the blessing of my father-in-law, the Rebbe, Hareni Kaparis Mishkovei, Harina Kaparis Mishkov is used all the time within the year of passing. You, used, you say the words, I should be an atonement for his passing. That's the words you use, a son or a son-in-law, in this case the Rebbe, he's using it with regards to his father-in-law for the entire uh, uh, year after the, um, after the passing. Uh, so the Rebbe says, I'm sure, without a doubt, that the blessings of my father-in-law is going to escort you also in this service that it's going to be with great success, with tremendous success. And again, Rebbe says, to the rabbi of Midlas, again, I'm not sure what the Midlas is, also I will, uh, without a vow, I will write during these days. And as far as the student, uh, Mr. such and such is blanked out because I guess they don't want to say who it is, he says, the Rebbe says, it is fitting to bring him close to try to attract him in a fitting way. And at an opportunity, please ask him in my name if he received my letter and what's happening as far as how is he settling. And as you request, the Rebbe says, I will write in these days also to uh, your wife, may she live. Further, the Rebbe writes, certainly you're going to let me know that the visa uh, is um, being uh, taken care of and um, certainly through your friendship that he has already, that you already have there, you should see to it that everything should be in the most fitting way. Uh, 
So now the Rebbe addresses something here also. It's a long letter. Maybe we'll just do a part of it and finish a little tomorrow. Here the Rebbe addresses what he writes, that you feel yourself. I guess this was a rabbi. And let me see where he was stationed at the time. Um, uh, oh, okay. So he was in... Okay, this was actually in Morocco. In Morocco. This letter came from Morocco. And Midlas is, must be a city in Morocco over there somewhere. And uh, this is Michal Lipsker. He was, a, uh, he was in, in Morocco over there. Uh, the Rebbe sent him to Morocco. And um, the city of Midlas he brings down... Uh, he says the he wrote there is a book that he wrote um, twenty years of holy work in Morocco. That's the Rabbi Lipska wrote that book, um, and he says the Rabbi of Middlesbrough was actually Rabbi Abu Chatzera. I'm not sure it was Abu Sera was there. That was a city in 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 um, in, in in Morocco, and uh, he. I guess he was a, a, a Chabadnik. All of his family is uh, was in, uh, you know, they were came from Russia and they went through a lot. And then finally, when they came, and now then he went to Morocco. So he's writing to the Rebbe that he feels himself very alone. He feels himself all alone over there, and he gets, you know, sort of uh, depressed, or he gets, he gets very. Um, uh, uh, he fades from the work that he needs to do. He becomes a, a chulshav. So the Rebbe says, from the end of your words, that proves on the beginning of your things that this is actually the advice of the bad inclination that is trying to sway you away, to weaken you. Uh, and each one he tries to weaken them from fulfilling the mission uh, and the inclination finds the uh, the bad inclination finds the proper words to explain uh, to each uh, shaliach on his level uh, so in other words Rebbe is saying the Yetzir Hara is trying to get you to become depressed to fall down because he doesn't want you to do the work that the Rebbe put on you. The previous Rebbe gave you that job to go out there and work, and you're saying that you feel alone or you feel lonely and you're becoming depressed and you're becoming weak. That's the advice uh, of the Yetzirah. He says, it is a known uh, uh, aphorism, uh, an expression. Of the, uh, the previous Rebbe, Harini Kaparish Barabi, my father-in-law, said, that Hasidus accomplished that you're not alone. Wherever you find yourself, the Rebbes are there as well. And especially as far as the my father-in-law, the Rebbe, he himself writes when his father passed away, the Rebbe Rashab, that shepherds of Israel never neglect their sheep that they are pasturing. So they never neglect them, which means the people that are under their uh, influence, that they are guiding, they don't leave them. 
and as explained in the holy letters Simon Chavzayin and its explanation, that now once the soul passes from the physical world, it would also the physical limitations have been removed. So therefore, the rebbes are found are there with each one and one that is connected and that is tied to them wherever they are. Especially if you're in a place where you were sent through them to do a shalichas, to do your job, you're not rebbe's with you over there. And in very specific, specific, that your mission is to spread the wellsprings of the Baal Shem Tov to the outside, that is a preparation, and this is an introduction to the coming of Mashiach and for the resurrection of the dead and the those who rest in the dust will rise, wake up and sing. And he amongst them, the Rebbe amongst them. So the Rebbe is basically saying you're not alone. Uh, I can only imagine that this was already after the passing of the previous Rebbe. So the Rebbe hasn't yet officially become Rebbe and the previous Rebbe has passed and he's stuck in Morocco over there, and he was kind of feeling uh, down. Uh, and the Rebbe in the Karajim says, no, you're not alone, because the Rebbe, especially in your situation where you're a shaliach, and when you're doing the Rebbe's work, you're not alone. You know, Rabbi, around 1950 or so, a lot of the Jews from the Arab countries were forced out. Life became intolerable for them, and most of them made Aliyah. Mm-hmm. But, but I think in this case, um, Morocco had still a, a pretty well, sizable, a sizable Jewish community, but he, it wasn't so much the physical where they were running away. It was mostly uh, being, you know, he came from Ashkenazic background in a different country, in a different language. I mean, I'm thinking Morocco, they must speak French and Arabic probably. Uh, used to be a French uh, colony, uh, so they speak French and, and and it was a new language, it was a new place, and it was other country, other mentality, and it was a different, you know, it was, it was hard, and it was cut. It's, it's, a, it's a cultural clash, it was, a, and, uh, and these people are coming from Russia, you know, and, uh, and, you know, not having any family there, and not having uh, everybody's elsewhere, so it's, 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 it was very difficult. Um, so now the Rebbe says that also look in the Sicha of Yud Gimel Tamos Tavshin Tes, which was printed in Kuntrush based Tamos Tavshin Yud, and the Rebbe says go look in there. You will be able to draw energy and to arouse and strengthen yourself in your ser- service in what you're doing in your place right now. And he says from there the Rebbe says you will be proven even in human intellect that we can understand that there is no room to think or to feel that you're alone, that you are uh, lonely and all by yourself, God forbid. And certainly it shouldn't cause you any weakness in your service in the Hashem. Now you can see how much the Rebbe is already trying to encourage and how much the Rebbe is trying to give the people that are there out in the field give them that energy, that uh, support, so that they should continue to do the work that is necessary. And the Rebbe says, Halavai, I wish that our Hasidim, especially the Tamimim, those who learned in the Chabad Yeshivas, would be very meticulously looking into the words of my father-in-law, the Rebbe, 
even in his talks, and especially those from the year Tavshin Yud, uh, which is the year of his passing, and the year that preceded it. And um, these were all um, words of encouragement that the Rebbe, uh, the Rebbe gave to the Shluchim. So, well, and then he wrote a book, right, 20 years uh, that he, he wrote a book later on, because eventually he actually came back to um, to New York, uh, and he lived for for many years. He lived actually in New York later on. Uh, there were others like uh, Palatinsky, for example. His father-in-law lived there uh, later on. Also, he lived for a long time. He lived over there in. Uh, you know, the Matasovs and then uh, Pinson, there was other Chabadniks that lived there, but uh, Rabbi Lipsker himself was 20 years and then he came, came back, I guess. Okay, so the Rebbe writes, this that you write about the Esrogim, they have the Esrogim that they uh, they take them uh, in, in place, uh, they use the Esrogim that grow there. And the Rabbi over there says that those have been established as being kosher and not grafted. You know, estrog, you have to be very careful to make sure that it's an original estrog tree because what they did, they used to graft and used to make a combination of various different trees in order for it to uh, preserve it better because the estrog by itself, it doesn't always uh, hold up so well. So he's writing to the Rebbe that uh, the rabbi says that they have been established as kosher and that's what they use for their esrig, uh, and they're not murkavim. Uh, and he says that when he uh, that when he checked them, he did not find seeds in them. Uh, the um, seeds is one of the qualifications that tells us that it's a real esrig. In the Shulchan Aruch, one of the ways of knowing it's an esrig that it has seeds in it. And his question was that they didn't have seeds, so he wants asking the Rebbe, so what about, is it kosher or not? Uh, so the Rebbe says, if it is absolutely certain that there is an established uh, kashrut, that they have been established to be kosher, so then they are kosher for the mitzvah of the four species, you can use them. Because the simonim that were said uh, by, with regards to the esrog are not biblical, they're not Torah signs. They are signs that have been established by the rabbis, uh, that the rabbis but the uh, power of an established kosher item is greater than this that the rabbis said that it has to be seeds over there provided that it's absolutely certain that they have been established to be kosher. So if they've absolutely been established to be kosher, even though they don't meet some of the signs that need to be for a kosher esrog, they would still be kosher. Uh, and the Rebbe says, points to looking into the pamphlet, that's the kuntras that was sent out for sukkahs, that we have a tradition to specifically go and use Calabria, that's uh, from Italy, uh, the Esrogan from Calabria, specifically. And the Alta Rebbe said that the reason for it is for reasons known to him. Um, 
However, since in many countries people do use other esregim, and they use it as established kosher for many generations, it's very difficult for me to put a doubt by them, to make them doubt whether it's kosher or not. Rebbe doesn't want to throw in a doubt and say, well, maybe it's a problem. And certainly the Rebbe says uh, it is something which isn't really connected to us as Chabad Hasidim because, and anybody who's connected, because we go by the custom of the Alter Rebbe. We make the bracha on the Calabria Esrog, so we don't have to worry about any of the other Esrogim. As far as the uh, signs um, that the uh, signs for the kosher, the Rebbe brings down to looking also in the Svarim that are quoted in the Shara, and he brings down over there from the response of the Chassam Soifer that those Esroigim that come from Yanava, that's the Calabria Yanava, they're similar, do not need any sign on them. Uh, so it's also from here it appears that the same thing is also for being strict uh, it's not so important these signs meaning of of to uh, go ahead and say well we're only going to use uh, if we can find a simon in them so even to be stringent, not to be lenient, to use something, to, to, to make it even more, apparently we don't do that. Uh, the Rebbe also says, I'd be interested to know where you take your lulavs and uh, the uh, lulavs and the aravis, the myrtle, uh, the uh, willows in, in, in Morocco. The Rebbe writes that, uh, looking forward to hearing good news and best regards and always uh, seeking only uh, your best. Um, further, the Rebbe um, responds, he asked the question as far as Birchat Hamazon, about the benching, about the grace after meal. And the Rebbe brings here um, from various different svarim that if one said Al-Hamichyo, Lamichia, you say when you eat uh, cake, when you eat mizonos, you say the that's a shorter version of the benching. If you said lamichia instead of birchat hamazon, you had not fulfilled your obligation. You'd still have to make the grace after meal. That doesn't count. Uh, the Rebbe says I don't have those books, the svarim, underneath to 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 look into. Yeah, he just quotes him that it's not uh, um, that he brings down. That you cannot fulfill your obligation by saying an alamichia. Alamichia is a short version. Maybe he asks some people he can't have them do the entire grace after meals. And he wants to know if he can just do the alamichia, whether because that includes basically of the uh, its main shalosh. It has some of the three blessings. Whether he can for that do do that. But the Rebbe says uh, that. The um, he doesn't know, but it seems like because there are two points that are missing in the Alamichia, which you find, which is the it mentions the bris uh, bris It talks about the covenant. It also talks about Torah, um, and uh, Rebbe is also pointing to the Shulchan Aruch of 
in Alter Rebbe, in Rechaim Simen, no, in just Shulchan Aruch Simen Kupi Zayin. The Rebbe also further acknowledges now that he just got his other letter that he wrote, uh, uh, two letters that he wrote, uh, and Rebbe already saw, said that the monetary issues, you know, I guess the funding was supposed to come for some of the activities uh, from uh, this organization, from the Rebbe uh, under... So the Rebbe says, I wrote that the monetary thing is going to be organized. We're going to uh, write the, the... There was in the, for all of the countries over there, uh, they used to be... Uh, the center was in Paris over there. They had the Lishka, they had the monies and funds used to go from there, from, from Paris out to all the African countries, uh, Mar- Morocco and all the other places that uh, there were Chabad activities. Uh, and the Rebbe says it's going to be a organized order. Uh, so he says, Halavai, we should have enough shluchim, enough agents, and enough money to uh, encompass the entire necessary work that we have in Morocco and all the neighboring countries. Um, as far as the Gomorrahs, he asked for learning the Gomorrah and the pamphlets that he asked for, I had passed it along to the office. And the evening classes, uh, for those who uh, go during the daytime to the um, school, Elian's school, uh, so he wants to know, I guess he was asking the Rebbe uh, whether he should make these evening classes for those kids that go to the Alliance school. Uh, and the Rebbe says not to widen it because it's sort of giving a an approval for those who want to educate their children in the Alliance school. I guess that wasn't a, a from school, like the Rebbe wanted them to be in that school, and that would sort of give them a, um, a stamp of approval. Um, the Rebbe says that the... Um, uh, a group, the chain of our education, they should be called in the general name Ahola Yosef Yitzchok, the tents of Yosef Yitzchok, named after the previous Rebbe, and that divides in various Talmud categories, Talmud Torah, which is the uh, where they learn, Tiferes Bachur and Bachulu, in different uh, different uh, ways, and um, so you see, the Rebbe was addressing, I mean, again, the Rebbe was addressing all of his needs at that point. I mean, the Rebbe was the point man at that point. Uh, yeah, because he, um, he needed Gemaras, he needed, he needed money, he needed uh, advice, he needed encouragement, he needed uh, support, everything he needed. The Rebbe provided everything that he needed for him. So if you don't need bread, do you just still have to do bread on his own? No. No. So like Saturday afternoon, when Kiddush... We don't do. We just do Allah Michal. So as long as you don't eat bread, right, 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 exactly. Actually, there is also rules in that. If one would eat a lot of cake, let's say, or a lot of mizonos, which he would, which would be considered like filling, like a meal, then there's issues about that. Then you have to, you might have to wash on it, and you know, if you eat a lot. So sometimes people are careful not to eat a lot. I mean, the idea we don't have to wash is because it's not satisfying. It's just a treat. A cake and bread is almost. 
same. Yeah, but that's a sweet. Yeah, it has with the definition. The definition of a cake. Yeah, the addition. The 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 the. There are very. We'll get to it when we learn Shulchan Aruch. We'll get to it at some point. All the details. What constitute hamotzi? What constitute mezonos? And etc.